So we are live with Die Hard on a Podcast. This is, I think, episode five, maybe? Six? Six? I think it's six. Yeah, I think it actually is six. We're actually starting to crank these out. So is it Snakes? Hard Rain? Hard Target? Hard Boiled? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, but we're missing the one, so yeah, it's six. Right, right. There's the, the lost episode. Number one is missing. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to talk about Meltdown and what was the other name for it? High Risk. High Risk. That's right. Yeah. And and this one is, of all the movies we've watched so far, this one is, is absolutely the most Die Hard-like. Um, in fact... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I, have, I, have, I have... Let me look up for a second. I have okay. this one. When I was looking it up, it did this really cool fact about it. Okay. About... Let me see. Let me just get to the... Well, you can keep talking about it. Okay, well, I was going to say, at one, <laughs> at one point, the character, like the Jackie Chan character even says, he was like, oh, the whole the whole building has been taken over by terrorists and we're trapped inside. Where have I heard that before? You know, like <laughs> exactly. he obviously is referencing that this is like a whole, this whole thing is kind of a spinoff of Die Hard. Yeah, it's, uh, was it, the name of it in, in, um... In Hong Kong, it's basically a play on Die Hard itself, which is called over there. It's called Tiger's Bravery and Dragon's Might. Okay. Which is a badass title. Which is a badass yeah, badass. yeah. I mean, that's that's way better than Meltdown. Well, no, that's the that's the that's Die what Hard. Die Hard's called is Tiger's Bravery and Dragon's Might. Yeah, no, that that's actually better than Die Hard when you think about it. It's, so this one was originally called Rat's Bravery and Dragon's Might. Nice. <laughs> nice. so it's, like, it's like a giant, like yeah, diehard. Yeah, just like a sort of take. And I thought it was funny that whenever in in like the Facebook commercial that we made or whatever, it was talking about that um, the dummy getting blown up by the mine. Um, yes. When we were when we were watching that, we actually rewinded it like four times. We were like, check it out, this dummy gets it so bad. <laughs> there was so there was so many dummies. I watched it again this like this afternoon. That she's like kind of like refresh. And there was another explosion with like. The building, they blow up like the SWAT team goes in. And they blow it, blow it up. Right. And, like there's like five dummies go flying out the, the front door of the building, <laughs> and they just they just gotta go flopping. Right. And, you know, it was it was funny because this movie was a really big divider. Um, I watched it with five or six people, and like half of the half the people who watched it were like, "Oh my god, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Don't ever watch something like this in front of me." And then the other half of the people were like, "This is the greatest movie ever. I laughed from start to finish. We should watch it again." <laughs> <laughs> and I think I get I think I understand both sides. For, like, yeah. Really. Well, and that was the thing is both like both opinions are like perfectly valid, you know? And it really just I guess falls down into your taste. Like I I think that kind of shit's hilarious. So I was laughing from start to finish, and a couple of my friends were, and then a couple of my friends were just like dude, this is awful. How can you think that this is entertaining at all? And I was like, it's totally entertaining. I mean, look, did you not see the dummy? <laughs> <laughs> and they blow, and, and, I mean, it starts out with them blowing up a busload of children. Yeah. Yeah, they like, bl- like, I, <laughs> like that's literally the intro to the movie. You know, the, pr- the, the what's the word? The, uh, the prologue is a bus full of children being blown up. <laughs> like to set up Jet Li's, like, Stuntman career, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he thinks he saves. What's his wife and his? I think it's his 
kid too, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not his kid. He's friends like one. He he promises the one kid that he's gonna save him, but it's not actually his kid. It's his his wife's like a teacher or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because he flashed back to the one kid going. Uh... Like you guys save us or something. Yeah, he was like, please. He calls him like Mr. Military Man or something, uh, Mr. Army Man. He's like, please save us, Mr. Army Man. He's like, I won't let anything happen to you, you know. And then of course they all get blown up once that he thinks he saves them. I was like, Matt's hardcore, like right, like a comedy apparently. That's yeah, that's a pretty dark. It's a pretty dark <laughs> way to start a comedy. Was it because it cuts right to like the the Jackie Chan type character being all like wacky and yeah like drunk and stupid so it's like wow yeah this isn't really pulling any punches <laughs> well and apparently like I was saying before that Jackie Chan is like famous for being a schmuck in, in Hong Kong like you know apparently yeah. he's really burned a lot of bridges over there and he's like said a bunch of stuff publicly about his kids and he has kids that he won't acknowledge and um, like I've read that he's not real well liked in Hong Kong, and that you know he's got this kind of nice guy American image, but in Hong Kong he's they they just think he's such a fake. Yeah, this is this is making fun of basically because the director of this one directed Jackie Chan in another movie, which we'll probably watch next week. I think that makes okay that makes sense to watch. Yeah, why not? Nice progression. So this Jackie Chung is playing Jackie Chan like the spoof of Jackie Chan and it's like he, this director really does not like Jackie Chan that's awesome <laughs> yeah that, that's kind of awesome to have like you know like an actual beef like against an actor and you could tell too because you know the guy who was just telling you the Jackie Chan by Jace guy to be like just be as horrible as you can possibly be yeah be like completely ridiculously cowardly and awful and just like hit on all the ladies, and just like be groping them, and be cowardice. And... Yeah, well, I mean, like, like it's so bad. Like, even even in the in the movie, even his dad is like talking shit on him. Like, he was like, yeah, he's like, after Jet Li does that original stunt because the Jackie Chan character's too drunk. Yeah. Um, he tries to say something nice to Jackie Chan's dad about him, and he was like, "Don't bullshit me. I know he sucks." And he's like, well, he, he'll get better. He'll get better. He's not going to be a drunk his whole life. He'll probably pull himself out of it. And he was like, no, he's always been a piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, damn. Tell us how you really feel, Dad. <laughs> the, the, the guy who looked like he was in like, a, like an old man's wig and mustache the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he does. Like, I mean, he does redeem himself at the end because he gets into like that huge fight at the end. But, like he keeps doing like Bruce Lee moves. It's really weird. Like, like he looked like he had like the the yellow jumpsuit. Like, right, he had the guy. real iconic Bruce Lee jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, like, the nunchucks and stuff like that. But then like he's supposed to be like Jackie Chan. So I don't know if like I didn't see anything about a Bruce Lee beef. But maybe this guy had some. some, some Bruce Lee what I, I what I took what I took away from it was that Jackie Chan was like a wannabe Bruce Lee that. You know oh, that he, yeah, yeah. you know that he had kind of like all of the want and all of the flash of Bruce Lee, but he didn't actually have Bruce Lee's like martial arts prowess. You know, like I mean, Bruce yeah. Lee was like a legitimate badass in his own right, whereas yeah. Jackie Chan is like a movie badass, and I think that's what they were trying to come across with yeah. that. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, well, maybe it's just like, yeah, he's, he's trying to imitate. Because at the end, he like kicks kicks everybody's ass and stuff. 
Right. Well, and you know, and I also wonder because you know, Jet Li has said numerous times that his whole thing is that he wants to be Bruce Lee. That he, you know, he never would have gotten into martial arts, and he just thought, you know, that he would aspire to being Bruce Lee. I thought that might have even been kind of a dig at him, but I don't. I'm not real sure with that because they definitely make Jet Li look really good. You know, he's obviously the hero that actually can back up his flash. You know. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> By murdering everybody inside. <laughs> Well, and that that's like that's like a good point when we were watching the movie. You know, my friend's like watching it and he's like he was like, What is this? He's like, Where did you even find this? And he's like, Wait, is that Jet Lee? What is Jet Lee doing there? <laughs> and I was like, Well yeah, this is one of his movies before he actually came to the States or was just starting out in the States. He was like, You mean and you know, of course he's not a movie guy, so he was kinda like, Well, He's like, why would Jet Li make movies in other countries? And I was like, well, <laughs> you see, <laughs> there's this thing called the rest of the world, and Jet Li actually made movies for probably 20 years before he got noticed by Hollywood. Since he was like 12. Yeah, yeah. Since, yeah, he, I mean, he's he was pretty much raised in it, you know? Because he's in all the Shaolin movies, so. Yeah, yeah he was, wasn't he? Yeah. And now, is he the one that was is he the one that was actually raised by Shaolin monks? Or I, I want to say that wasn't him. That there was a, some other big Hong Kong um, like action star who was actually like an orphan in a Shaolin monastery before he became big in movies. I don't know. I always feel like the, I think Jet Li had that rumor around them, but I don't think I ever. But it was actually it wasn't actually true. That that's possible too. Because he just did all the Shaolin movies, and he was so good. They just, I think they right, just right, and yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of those old, the original Shaolin movies actually did use Shaolin monks to be the yeah. the kind of feeder characters. Yeah. Um, nah, he's just a regular old kid doing martial arts. Like a badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like with the Beijing Wushu team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually, what's what's kind of cool about this movie versus other um, Chinese Jet Li movies, I've actually seen a couple of Jet Li's other comedies, and I think they just must not translate well to American movies, because they're, they're like, not funny. Like, the jokes all fall really flat. Um, it's whereas... So, it's, so, it's so broad. Right. <laughs> it's so just, like, it's, like, so, like, bug-eyed looking. It's, like, they just, like mug for the camera the entire time yeah and like that's humor whereas this one actually you know like this one i actually thought thought was funny and thought some of the jokes actually worked um but it's you know kind of that whole tongue-in-cheek when you know that the whole movie is just sort of making fun of the whole genre like then it's really easy to get the jokes whereas the other movies i saw like you couldn't really tell where like, like they were trying to be serious kung fu movies that had something funny about them and I don't know, it just didn't work as well, except for, like, but in Meltdown, it really worked well, because, like, they weren't even trying to have any pretext of it being a serious movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird thing about, like, a lot of the Asian films you watch, is, like, if it's supposed to be, like, a little bit of light, more lighthearted, like, the comedy is, like, just mixed in with, like, the, the hardcore action, it's just so, it's so weird, and it's, like, kind of jarring sometimes. Right. Like, but I mean, in this one, like, I felt like even the dummies were intentional. Like, did they actually intentionally, you know, like, they actually intentionally put the dummies in there so that you would go, oh, look, a dummy's getting blown up, you know? <laughs> I don't know about that. I, mean, I don't know if I'll give them that much credit, but. Right. I'll have to watch it again in that light and just be like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I guess maybe the bus full of kids blowing up thing is just, like, too crazy. It's just, like, 
Right. I mean, well, it is really <laughs> it is really powerful when you sit back and think about it for a second. You're like, whoa, you know, and like. And, I mean, when that when that did happen, I did laugh out loud. Holy yeah, <laughs> I thought, "Holy crap! This movie's starting with a bus full of children blowing up." Well, and what I thought was funny about it was when <laughs> it's I first it's been two it's been two minutes and the credits have even rolled and they blown up a bus. Yeah, well, and I thought like, "Oh, okay. Well, I know that they're supposed to be making fun of Die Hard. Maybe they're throwing a dig in at Speed too." And then I was like, "Nope, not making a dig at Speed." <laughs> Actually, I think it mentioned speed in like the the description. So oh, it does have, it? it yeah, yeah. So they might have said they might have just said, "Well, you know, what would be funnier is if he doesn't drive the bus and it just blows up with a bunch of kids." And <laughs> <laughs> I think he even had some pretty snakes in a plane type action too, with all the snakes in the, the bedroom and stuff. That's right. And the snakes come out of no. And then, oh, I love that part. Whatever the they bring out the Nile monitor. Um, yeah. You know, like the, the lizard, and they're like, "Quick, get up in the hole! It looks hungry!" And it bites him on the ass. Um, it jumps like four feet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's funny to me as somebody who somewhat knows a little bit about reptiles is, you know, those the, the lizard from that they're they're you really popular pets because they're so docile. You know, that you can like pick them up and shake them, and they won't do anything. That's what I thought too. Like it was just moving like slow. I was like, it's like it's not gonna hurt you. I've yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, no, and like, and that was another part where, uh, where it really kind of divided the audience. You know, as they came in there, and there's all them snakes, and one guy goes. Oh my god, they put snakes in this. This is the stupidest thing, you know, stupidest thing ever. And the other guy's like, oh my god, they put snakes in there. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, and I guess it really just comes down to what you think is funny because, like, seriously, so the people who didn't like it were really pissed at it. Whereas the people who were thinking it was hilarious thought, like, you know, like, oh man, this is like, they're like, okay, we blew up a bus full of kids. We had a freaking drunk Jackie Chan. How else do we get, like, how do we top the ridiculousness? And they're like, let's put a bunch of snakes in the bathroom out of nowhere. <laughs> Basically. And the guy was, like, throwing them at the girl. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you better talk. I'll call these guys off. I'm like, how are you going to call the snakes off? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was just, like, handfuls of them. They kept showing her. It was, like, like, 10 or 20 of them were just taking her in the face. Yeah, and, and I'm like, you know, and, and it made me think, like, do you think they could have put snakes in the original Die Hard? Like, you know, I mean, sure, it might have been a little crazy, but, like, if they'd stuck him in the elevator with John McClane, you know, and then it's like, no, it still doesn't work. It was, it was a have its time. Yeah. <laughs> or, behind, or behind its time, I don't know. Right, one of the two. Oh, my God. Um, what else? Um, okay, so let's, let's talk about... Fucking Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. Oh, he's great. That fucking guy with his mullet, man. <laughs> so bad. Oh, and, and you know, and of course, of course, he wants to fight the Jackie Chan character just because. Oh well, I'm the greatest fighter in the world. I must challenge him to a fight. Says <laughs> he says, "I'm Kong, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> like with like with like he sounds like James Remar. Like I don't know who's doing his voice. Right. <laughs> The voices were the best too, because like the Brit- they, the bad guy was British. The yeah, had like a British voice, and then it's funny because I was watching it today. Jet Li's voice sounded like it was somebody who would be like 
Jet Li, like, almost sound like Jet Li. Meaning, <laughs> instead of just finding somebody who can, like, speak English, like, normally, like, just, like, find somebody who can just dub it. They found somebody who can kind of speak English. Right. But it still sounds like, like somebody who's trying to speak English. Well, I, you know, it's weird. Like, I'm pretty sure there's there out there in the world somewhere is a voice actor who was hired by, like, Hong Kong films or something to play Jet Li because I've heard his voice overdub Jet Li's part before, really? like, in other Jet Li movies, yeah. Because um, it just sounds like, it was just like, if you're going to hire somebody to do his, uh, to, to, to dub it in English, just find somebody who can, like... Speaks English, speak. yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, but you found somebody who could kind of speak English, so it's like, he seemed like he was struggling with the with, with the dialogue as it was. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> no, I think if we did a little digging, we'd find that there's, like, there's an actual voiceover actor who... Who was yeah. you know his role was to be Jet Li because because that voice I think I want to say it was in Fong Sayuk or you know there was like as soon as I heard it I went oh that's the old freaking Jet Li voice from whenever he used to do Chinese movies you know yeah I mean to be fair it does sound pretty close to Jet Li right because a couple times I was like well maybe it's Jet Li doing his own voice now or something because he you know he speaks just yeah. about as good English like, as this guy was doing so yeah like, maybe he was doing his own voice. Yeah, but no, I think I think that there is there was a guy who they 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 probably went out and found an actor who you know who spoke passable English and also kind of sounded like Jet Li to do it because I've definitely heard that voice before from old Hong Kong movies that I used to have or old Jet Li action movies. Yeah, but uh, uh yeah, but uh, and the, I I love the bad guy chick in it too. She was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to talk about the. Did you? Does your version? I'm sure it does, but does your version have like like hip hop thrown into it? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was just like random. It's like it only showed up like once they started hijacking the building. Like that was the first time I think I hear it. Yeah, but yeah, no, they all listen to like this like really weird gangster rap kind of stuff. Um, but, like, like it was like any time the bad like, like yeah, any time the bad guys start showed up, it was like to a hip hop soundtrack. Yeah, I thought that was like. That was really weird, but then I remember, like, when they were importing all these movies over to English, they were throwing, like, different soundtracks on them because, because like, Wu-Tang and those guys were, like, lo in love with these movies, so they were just putting on, like, hip-hop. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I mean, RZA did so many freaking... I don't know if it was RZA on this one, but, yeah, you're right. I know that yeah, he yeah. did a ton of movies. I actually read the Wu-Tang... Um, like the Wu-Tang biography, it was actually an autobiography by RZA, and he talks about that, about how he really was, ha one of the reasons he was so happy with his hip-hop success was because then he could yeah. soundtrack kung fu movies and stuff. Yeah, and some some of them are pretty cool, like when they when they do like kind of re-release them here and put like a hip-hop soundtrack on them, some of them are pretty cool, like, I don't know, but this, this one was pretty generic. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Like, I don't think I don't think that was the RZA. I don't think that was actually no, the no, Wu Tang no. Clan. But at the time, you're at the time you're right. They were putting a bunch of like that kind of hip hop into into their movies, probably because the original Chinese music didn't translate to American audiences at all. Yeah, and like like I said before, like a lot of, a lot of like African American like rappers and stuff like that were just like super into the kung fu movies and like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like, that was a big part of the culture. Yeah, so everybody like was into the movie, so it's like, why not throw some hip hop over top of it? And it's... Bam. Yeah, then you, you know, you've <laughs> definitely got it. But it, you know, it did kind of like represent the bad guys. But it's so weird because 
you know, they were sort of the, the your typical like diehard bad guys, like, oh, we're these crack commandos who are coming here to to rob these you know priceless artifacts. Um, yeah. Not so much like the oh, we're these street thug gangsters that are going to shoot everybody. But uh, you know, I mean, I guess that's all kind of not that big of a deal. Yeah, like like I feel like it was the 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 the, bad, the female villain, like she was like almost dancing to it. Yeah. So I thought maybe for a second that maybe she like threw it on like the like the buildings of Syria while they were doing it. Yeah, maybe but it just seemed like that. Um, yeah, I did. I did really like her. I like a good, a really good female villain who will believe she was believably evil, you know, and yeah. and somewhat legitimately a badass. So yeah, you don't see that super often. Although, I mean, nobody was a super badass. Well, okay, Kong was kind of a super badass to be truthful, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it was hard to, to buy any of it That's because Kong, it was, yeah, because it was such a. <laughs> such a comedy but yeah you're right kong was pretty awesome <laughs> his voice was just the best because you just sound like yeah like like you said like like james remar like one of the warriors <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah and it was definitely it was I, I thought it was a lot of fun uh overall like i just thought <laughs> I, was just, I was just like oh my god what are they gonna do next you know the car was my favorite too. Like when they drove the car basically through the building, yeah, like up up the elevator, and then somehow they didn't get off at the elevator. Right. Like, like I don't know how they just like snuck the car like somehow. Yeah, they just snuck the car in through the elevator, and nobody nobody noticed that. That would why, why would anybody notice a car in an elevator? That you know, that's a perfect way to sneak. I think I launched out the building, which is pretty cool. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, and. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead. I was just gonna say it's almost like it, they were combining Die Hard and Die Hard Two together, because like the villains in Die Hard Two were like were the military guys. Mm-hmm. Die Hard One had like like the sophisticated guys. So you had like the British, quote unquote British villain. Yeah. And, and then like the military guys, so they seemed like they watched Die Hard One too. Like, eh, right, and and he was a doctor, wasn't he? The villain. He was the doctor. That's right. He was the doctor. Yeah, I knew. I was like, I have something. I was like, what? Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure and if he was a doctor. I don't think he was a doctor. I think he was just... The, was he just was the doctor. Right. Um, And I like how, like, Jet Li doesn't recognize his voice until he says the, you know, he says, like, the line. He's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that guy. I was like, come on. You know, like, you've got to... The, the moment's got to haunt you. I don't think you're just going to forget his voice until you get the actual cue, but I guess it's it's more dramatic, you know? I feel like he was just out, wasn't he out in the open in the beginning? So it's like, I was just confused at how he didn't recognize him at first. No, he never met him in the beginning, he just talked to him on the phone. Oh, that's right, he was like way off somewhere. He was yeah, somewhere. yeah, I mean, he like, he like he was there, but he was like way off, and he calls him, and, you know, starts trying to negotiate with him, and then he's just kind of like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna do this just to mess with you, I don't really care about the money. That's right, because he does it again at the end, and then Jet Li's like, aha, you were bitten by the snake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you die that way? Like, oh, come on, really? <laughs> like, come on. Why couldn't you have kicked him in the face into a snake or something? I don't know. Yeah, done something. You yeah. know, I mean, you already fought Kong, so. Yeah. That's always the worst when they, like, kind of make the villain, like, the very last guy get killed, like, off screen almost. Yeah, yeah, like, especially, like, after he's caused Jet Li, like, that much torture and torment and years of his life, 
and he's never going to sleep the same again because the image of the little boy that asked him to save him and got blown <laughs> up, you know, and then it's just sort of anticlimactic when he finally does die. Yeah, because he, like, Kong didn't have anything to do with the bus building. So no. Yeah, Kong was just, you know, the badass that they brought in to, to try and make, you know, the he's like the foil for Jet Li, you know? Oh, and the other, he fought, no, he fought the other military guy, whoever that was, but it's like, again, like, who, who was that guy? I don't think, was he part of the, I think he was part of the group at the beginning, too, but, like, it was more like the doctor, so he should have just killed the doctor. Right, yeah, absolutely, because the doctor was definitely the, the evil mastermind behind it all, and the one that needed to pay. It's funny because like his his death reminds me of like a movie later on that Jet Li did called Kiss of the Dragon. Did you ever see that? I have not. With Bridget Fonda. No. It was a it was like a one of his movies he was doing with Luke Besson. It was basically his first English movie. Okay. And it was a Luke Besson written movie, but it, so it's in like France. Okay. Right. So, 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 so the guy at the end of that, he, like he does, Jelly's like does a bunch of acupuncture type stuff. Uh-huh. So he can like do all this weird stuff like acupuncture. At the very end, he does he does one at the on the back of the the villain's neck. It's called Kiss of the Dragon. Huh. So he's like so he's, so when he pulls it out, the guy has like five steps before he dies, and he almost dies the same way as this guy did, with like spitting up blood and snatch. So it's, it's so maybe like. You might have recycled that one a little bit. Yeah, and it's very possible. Of course, the whole spitting up blood thing is a, is a staple of, of kung fu movies since way back, you know. Like, they'll get yeah, punched through the leg and the guy will spit up blood. Yeah, but it was just like, one, it was like the way he did it, too, it was like, he was telling him how he was going to die and he was going to back and forth. So it just kind of reminded me of that. It's probably just a coincidence. Right. And it just it did remind me of it. Well, and it's kind of hard with that time period at least with Jet Li is that I, I mean was I guess he was still making movies in China while he was making movies in the United States because like, I mean I remember he came out in Lethal Weapon 4 and I was like super excited because I'd been you know big fan of his Chinese movies and then it seemed like there were some more movies that came out in China with him in it and then he kind of came over and started making you know American movies yeah I think he went back and forth I think he came over here for a while but he didn't. He didn't take because he, he just kept picking questionable movies. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Absolutely. So I think he went back, much like John Woo and everybody else, kind of went back and kind of just kept making movies over there. Right. Well, it's probably it's probably one of the things that like the pay scale is so much better in Hollywood than it is in Hong yeah. Kong that it's like you can't. It's really hard for you to say no to a script. Or to say, you know, no to anything. So it's like, well, I'll go over here and kind of milk that cash cow while I can. And then when it goes away, I'll still have a career in China, you know. Yeah, I think with Jelly, he just kept doing, like, like more modern films. And he was, I think he's known for more the period. Yeah, oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Sort of the, his, I think his real standout is, like, doing the, the old school Chinese myth type uh, yeah. kung fu movies with... You know, where the characters are all superhuman because they come from old Chinese myths from whenever, uh, you know, like the Taoists were superhumans and the Shaolin monks and all that had superhuman powers. Yeah, I know he went back and did, what, Fearless? Mm Mm-hmm. He did, like, after he was over here for a while, he kind of went back and did, like, a your classic type of movie. Right. I feel like it might have been... I should probably look it up before I... 
fuck out of my ass about it. But I thought it was another Ip Man movie. It might have been. Right. Because Ip, Ip Man is just like... They just make Ip Man movies like crazy over there. Yeah. But let me see. If well, I and you got to think, Hero was a Chinese movie, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's... Hero was, Hero was fantastic. Oh, man. Hero was, I thought, a real masterpiece. Oh. I really, really liked that. Uh, just, oh yeah, he did. He did. He did the. He kind of like came over with *Lethal Weapon* four, and then oh, he did *Romeo Must Die* and then mm-hmm. the one, the one where he fights himself, which is not not that bad. I don't think uh, I've seen *Kiss of the Dragon*. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Um, but yeah, oh, no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like the time traveling one where he goes around and there's like all kinds of different universes. Oh right. But, but he so he's going like his bad self is going around and killing all of his other selves. Nice. <laughs> so like, so like for, I forget why, but he's like killing off all of himself so that he can be the one. The only one. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like like Rick and Morty <laughs> totally stole that that whole thing. But then like he he comes up with you know present day gently so they they fight out the end in like a warehouse. And it's, it's pretty cool. Nice. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, he did that, and then, then he did Kiss of the Dragon. I thought it was, I thought that was one of his first ones, but then he did that, and Hero, Hero, and, and <laughs> he did Hero one year, and then Cradle to the Grave the next. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, it's like, how do you do that, you know? Um, but I really, the, the thing I really liked about Hero, I mean, the, aside from the fact that the, the Kung Fu and, and all that was awesome, and the action in it was amazing, was it's really rare to see a movie with that good of action that also has that good of character development, you know, where you yeah. really, you know, it's usually one or the other. Either you'll have really, really good co- character development and, like, okay action or really, yeah. really good action and no character development. It seemed like they both they nailed both of those with Hero. Yeah, Hero just fucking kills it, like, on all levels. It's just, like, the way they do the Kung Fu is, like, amazing. Yeah. It looks the cinematography by uh, Christopher Doyle, the man. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, even the sound, even the sound is unbelievable. Like, um, I remember when I was going to listen to some, uh, I was going to listen to some sort of sound demo of, of this, like you know, surround sound theater system. Like their yeah. go-to demonstration was the part in uh, Hero where he where he destroys the library with a sword. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, and it's like it's like holy shit! I can't believe how intense the sound is whenever you really hear it in the. You know, in the surround there, you can hear each one of the, uh, like each one of the bookshelves actually getting sliced and creaking and stuff. It's really wild. Yeah, and that cast is fucking crazy with Jet Li, Tony Lung, Maggie Chung, Zheng Zi, and Donnie Yen. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy cast. Yeah, I'm actually have to watch that again. Yeah, I mean that cast is like insane. Like, that's like all of them. <laughs> Right. Like, I, don't know, I don't know where Chow Young Fat was. I don't, I don't think yeah, they should have Chow Young Fat in it. That doesn't make any sense. He was probably still riding the whole crouching tiger, hidden dragon thing. <laughs> he was a bit. But then, like, Jelly like did like a bunch of crappy, crappy American movies. He did the the last the, the last Mummy movie. He did, and he's been doing the Expendables movies, which right. He's been he's he's like a waste in those movies. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of that's kind of hard. That's. The, the, the Expendables is like a battle royal. It's like so hard to even be any good in it, unless you're Mickey Rourke, you know. I, I mean, I, I hate those movies so much. Really? Well, and like I said, though, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I just think, you know, like it's like a battle royal. It's like you can't have that many people and have it be good, you know. It's too much. 
It's, I just don't understand what they're like. I don't know what you're going for. Like I, I never understand. Right. <laughs> you got so many cool people. What are you doing? Yeah, but it's like, well, let's spend the entire movie budget on actors, and we'll just pay the screenwriters nothing and the director nothing. Um, yeah. pretty much everything else we won't have money for. What's like? What's like? That's all like fucking Sylvester Stallone. That's all like. He's writing that shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. What What did you learn from Rambo that said you should talk more? Like, right? <laughs> like, who told you that would be a good idea? Come on, your best characters are Rocky, who can like barely say a sentence, and then Rambo, who doesn't speak at, at all. At all, yeah. Who said you sh- you could be witty? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely no Schwarzenegger. Don't trade quips with Jason Statham because he's yeah he's, he's questionable too. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I love him to death, but like he's questionable with in those movies, like, right? Like, yeah, well, in those movies, definitely. And I mean, but I mean, Jason Statham, it, it's weird. He he seems to know exactly how much to say in a lot of his movies. Yeah. Um, but of course, I'm always going to be a fan of his because I loved Snatch so much. You know, Snatch. And I, I like the Transporter movies. He's pretty good in those. Yeah, yeah. He's actually in the one as well. Really? He isn't. I think this is before he became like the action star, though. I don't think he fights very much. Hmm. Yeah, because he didn't really start out as a, an action star. We were, we were talking about him yesterday. I guess he was in a Super Bowl commercial, and me and uh, Pat's dad were talking about it. And Pat's dad said, "You know, I really like him. It's the," he said, "I really like Jason Statham because he's the only action hero out there right now that's even slightly believable." Um, yeah, and I, I think that is kind of true. I mean, when you look at like the current generation of action stars, they're all kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody who's like. I feel like we just had this discussion, but maybe it was about something else. But like, like who's like the big action guy now? Who'd you be like, yeah? But I can't. Right. I mean, other than Jason Statham, I mean, like, I guess you could say Vin Diesel. I guess. But, I guess. I mean, he's, he's, he's. But Vin Diesel is like the top of my list of heroes that I want to be killed by the villains in every single movie. Like, I'm like, oh, I hope the bad guy just kills the shit out of him, and I'm always disappointed. You know, like I'm like, oh man, I hope they just freaking threw, like drive his stupid fucking car off a cliff or something. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, can't, I guess. I guess it's yeah, it's, a, it's Jason. State. I guess Liam Neeson for some reason. Yeah, become Mr. Mr. Action Guy, but it's yeah. Like, I don't. I don't like those movies, so I don't. I don't get those movies. So right. Um, yeah, and he is kind of like that. But I mean, really, yeah, there really isn't a whole lot of, especially when we've had in the last, like, you know, the last two generations previous, we've had a ton of good ones, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's all like every time we like I pull up a good action movie, it's usually Asian. Yeah. It's usually a, a Tony Jaa or like a Raid or something to that effect. Right. Or like some sort of like just like random Netflix uh, martial arts film that's been recommended to me. So yeah, and I, I mean it, that's a good point. The, the freaking action movies coming out of Hollywood are so ridiculously formulaic that they're like not even trying. It's like triple X number eight, you know? Like yeah, it, it's like come on, at least at least give us somewhat of a new premise. It's not that hard to think up of a new premise for an action movie. Although to be fair, that one. I want to see that one because Donnie Yan and Tony Jaa. Are oh, really? Tony Jaa is in it. And then yeah, Donnie Yan. So it's like they're the bad guys, but I was like, <sighs> I want to see them. See, I want to see them kick his ass. Yeah, see, it's gonna be one more movie where I want the bad guy to kill the hero. 
<laughs> I know. It's like, oh. I was like, I don't care about your extreme whatever. Show me Tony Jock kicking you in the face with a, with a knee. knee. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and that's just right there. It's just like so not believable, you know, because you know that if Vin Diesel met Tony Jaw in a dark alley somewhere, there would just be like no Vin Diesel left. He would have, he would mangle him beyond belief. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so what's, our, what's our time? Uh, we're actually we're actually at thirty six minutes. So. Nice. We only have like 49 minutes left on SoundCloud right now. Yeah. Actually, uh, let's wrap this up. I was going to talk to you about that whenever we get off. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I honestly, if you're listening to this, you should actually go check out the movie Meltdown. I really thought it was a lot of fun. If, if you're not offended by overly stupid plots or, you know, like blatantly stupid filmmaking... And if you enjoy that kind of thing, then you'll really like Meltdown. If you get upset whenever you see something that's really, really stupid, then you don't want to watch this. If you if you like your Jet Li movies mixed with Mel Brooks, then you've got your... <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you've got that's Meltdown. A, yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, Mel Brooks and, and Jet Li put together perfectly comes into Meltdown. Yes. It's like the producers like mugging with, you know... Gently mowing everybody down. That's and blowing yeah. up kids in a bus. And, and, yeah, and then the kids get blown <laughs> up in a school bus. So there's that. Um, and what movie are we going to do next week? I think City Hunter. City since Hunter. It, since it kind of references this movie, kind of, it's kind of connected to this one. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll check that out next week. And it's based on a, I think it's based on a manga, manga, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Kind of, nice. You know, cartoon and stuff like that. So. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with uh, City Hunter. Bye.